Okay, uh, welcome back to the Seek Strength Cold Opening. Uh, you're not watching uh, Letter Kenny, you're actually listening to the Seek Strength Podcast. So, the last Seek Strength Podcast you heard was, I hope, was the Psychology of Training, which was the uh, on Reflection, which is probably one of the most important podcasts we've done. We done. We've done in terms of we done you, we do you as an athlete when whatever your chosen field of performance or lack of was and uh, being objective with yourself to be honest is probably one of the hardest things you can ever do in life yeah luckily in sports in some sports you have objective feedback so we hope you learned something from that one today's episode is a very specific part of your training again whatever part of your training or sport or your performance is yeah. and that is the subject of focus or focus focus if you're dutch uh, i don't know if we have any dutch listeners a focus the focus we have a lot of uh that probably really offends them but sure look it um we have a lot of like northern scandinavian australian listeners yeah lots of the uh american listeners but i'm not just sure how many how many dutch listeners we have um while gurf looks up our podcast analytics <laughs> so like the psychology of training is like this kind of series of podcasts is more around giving you guys or like giving people kind of a slightly better technical understanding firstly but then probably more importantly than that allowing people to kind of take a bit more control over like their own personal kind of psychology of training um i think a lot of the time people will make the moves to like they'll go and start training on their own or they'll get a coach or they'll go on to this program and they, they'll kind of take steps to kind of take control of their training and take control of their kind of all the physical things to do with their training um, and something that's often kind of left free willy like Joe kind of free ranging without any real um, without any real programming or, or kind of intent to focus it is their kind of psychology or their mindset um, and it's something that as athletes or as coaches, everyone understands is really important. But actually having the the tools in the toolbox, which is one of the one of the most hated uh, expressions here at Seeker Strength, having the tools in your toolbox to kind of take control of your own psychology or take control of your mindset around training and sport uh, is something people don't really have too much of. And it's um, there's not a whole lot of proper useful educational material out there i think in terms of uh so we have since the dawn of the internet there's and magazines and like the fitness industry you have you know how many different kinds of magazines how many different websites yeah. blogs people rehashing things and forums forums you know people rehashing things in their own way sometimes for worse sometimes for better uh as a whole i think everything's going a little bit better i think the baseline of useful information practical and I'm going to say correct information yeah. is getting, the baseline is getting higher a little bit every year. I think more and more people are aware, for example, you know, like in the in the nutrition kind of side of things, everyone will mostly accept that in the vast majority of cases, it has calories in, calories out, you know, stuff like that. Like yeah. just, and then there's a whole lot of nuance in those, but I think with psychology of training, um, there's not a whole lot. I don't think there's a whole lot of middle ground. Yeah. So like there's, even it, when we say like there's loads of gurus and then there's 
like there's not that many gurus, but mm -hmm. if you look online or if you look for like reading material around sports psychology or performance psychology, you'll tend to have two different groups. And the first group is like the academics or the pracademics, those, <laughs> those academics who are involved <laughs> in coaching or, or <laughs> oh, we're way too fucking nerdy. Um, anyway, so you, you have that level of things where yeah. um, academia and like scholarly insight is being published somewhere but that's gotten it's gotten better hasn't it it is definitely gotten yeah. better and like but it's still probably too far to the right if you get what i mean like it's probably all still too theoretical and too kind of yeah joe like everything is is hugely to do with like your your findings if they're significant or not whereas yeah. like with this there is a lot of nuance but then on the other side of things if if the scholarly insight is the right yeah. the left is the guru yeah. you know like the fucking like the problem with the right is that when you go for things like you know you're looking at medicines like practical medicines people's biochemistry on a whole is moving towards an average yeah but people's psychology the problem with an average is people are fucking crazy <laughs> so averages are unfortunately in that sense are so obviously people are very similar in some regards yeah uh, everyone hates losing stuff like that you know but some things like even if you take then some people thrive off losing some people that's the problem <laughs> but then you have things like cues and weightlifting you know so if yeah. you take the thing of like one cue for one person will have an incredible effect and massively it will correct the problem straight away it will make yeah. so much sense to that person and you could say the same cue for the same person and it just makes no sense and it's not getting there so that's probably one of the problems i suppose that's probably one of the issues with having practical information for mm. people that they can you know, when we put out stuff like, like why it can't be five by five, it's harder to do stuff with psychology like that. And then the academics or academics don't have any interest in doing that. As we, if anyone is involved in any or knows anyone in the academics here, you know that they are very insular and they have no interest in. Yeah. And look, they, there's obviously there. like they obviously do job, good work as well. Like, no, but that, um, well, the, the quality of your work is, is yeah, is great. You know, great. It, it's just for the normal person. Yeah. Which like everybody listening to this lives within a cohort. Yeah. And for the vast majority of people in that cohort, you don't get your information from uh, Joe from Sports Discus or from NCIB or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like Joe, yeah. That's not where you. And you shouldn't be. And you shouldn't. Yeah. Um. I just want to cut in there and say I've, 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 we've totally wronged our Dutch. Uh, they're like 10 and 11 country, in top countries of listeners. Jesus. So, very sorry, lads. Sorry about that. Um, yeah. S the second top country is Brisbane. Or Constantin. <laughs> so, uh, the second top country. So, but apologies oh. to our Dutch listeners. There's actually a lot of them. Yeah. Jesus. Um, huh? Very sorry. Isn't that a fright to God? Anyway, today we're going to talk about focus. Focus, focus. Um, focus or concentration or whatever. This ability to narrow in our, our kind of our cognitive capital mm -hmm. into a, a narrower focus so like or else the ability to in terms of concentrating the ability to ignore non-significant stimulus or ignore non-important stimulus um a, ta a task that is needs to be trained and yeah support to get that from the outset yeah 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 it's impossible to have it naturally not an impossible to have naturally but the vast majority of athletes oh it's yeah and i think it's not this like it's so obviously it has to be trained it has to be looked after it's not a trait that you're like born with yeah but it's also not a, a trait it's like it's not a trait that will apply to everything like people who are were able to concentrate very very well in school 
might not be able to concentrate very well on other aspects. And I think if you're at the stage now where you're concentrating on your sport to such a level that um, you're making sacrifices in other areas of your life or it's contributing to some way in your life that you see to be like significantly positive, your ability to focus in on things or your ability to concentrate on cue um, is going to really help you in your overall performance. Um, and it will probably help you in the long term stay with the sport um, or stay with the modality of training because you'll get better results. The thing with focus as well, I think, is it's as much as a, a skill that requires a lot of practice over over years. Like I think you need this physical practice with your skill because obviously when you're learning skills, you have different stages of uh, skill acquisition or whatever. You've like the cognitive phase where you have to think about it and then after a while you learn to do it automatically but then after a while is is from between the first two hours and the next 10 years there's a whole lot in between that you yeah. know so and the ability to focus <clears throat> if we take for example a, a snatch and we compare say a beginner a total total not a beginner and you're telling them to do just a snatch grip deadlift the amount of thoughts that are going through that person's head Compared to, say, I, when we, if you read the LinkedIn article I, I wrote on Gabriel, and I asked him, was there any specific cues running through your head when you snatched 190? So 190, obviously, is an enormous weight. And he said there was nothing. He wasn't thinking about anything. All he did was, before the lift, he saw a good lift. That's what he said. Yeah. He, had, he just saw a good lift. So those levels, both of them are focusing equally hard. Like, Gabriel wasn't approaching that 190 snatch with a blase attitude. No. I'm sure he was focusing in... And I, like to a massive degree, like his whole world was focused on that one ninety snatch that in particular moment. But that's not to say that that beginner who's just started half an hour ago isn't putting all of their focus in. You know, so it's the, the varying degrees between focus is like developing your focus from a muddy kind of totally distant, like it's it's muddy waters. It's you've no idea what's going on because you don't know what to focus on. And then we get to someone like you get to that other spectrum. Then when you have perfected your focus you know yeah so i think like if you start with like the the advanced end of the spectrum where you've like someone like gabriel um like your ability to focus or your ability to concentrate is it's like that it's on off it's probably not a spectrum of things where you're slightly focused it's probably that you're able to go into training or able to go to the olympics um and when you decide to focus you're now it's a skill that you've practiced the same as you're now jumping high. You don't like suddenly just like if he warms up, he'll be able to do a, a high box jump or if he warms up, he'll be able to do a heavy squat. Um, I think for the opposite end of the spectrum, you get people who have hugely varying degrees of concentration or focus over the course of a week and over the course of a training session. Um, and I think like a, a very valuable exercise for people like that is they probably need to pick one point or two points within every day session where their focus is going to be mm -hmm. like their focus will be on their focus. If you get what I mean, like they'll, the aim of this is when I get to my top set of snatches or what, even when I'm doing all my working set of snatches, I'm going to be super focused on this and nothing else. And I think for, for the people who are like not by any means beginners, but like for most of us, who aren't a super elite athlete, you just identifying those areas within a session um, that you're going to focus on and really kind of exclude everything else from your mind 
will be a very, very good way of you training that. It's funny you mentioned, you know, the what you're going to focus on in each session, because if you look at a weightlifter, you one heavy snatch and the focus is all on that. But if you look at someone then like who's playing rugby and you have uh, 90 minutes, uh, 80. 80 minutes, sorry, yeah, 80 yeah. minutes. So you, you're playing a game of rugby for 80 minutes and you have so much to focus on there, but yeah. you also have to let this focus simmer because you can't be... You still have to be aware of what's going on, but you can't just, there, it's not possible because you've nothing to do at certain parts, yeah. you know, you just have to be aware and get ready to be focused when it's your time to go, you know, and if you miss your shot then, and if you're not focused and you're not ready to do what you need to do, you could really fuck it up, you know, you yeah. could lose a game for yeah, your team yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So it's funny, the, the varying degrees of focus across different sports then obviously varies massively. Like if we moved into someone who's like uh, free solo climbing. Yeah. There's no time, there's no lapse in no, focus. No, it's 100% all of the time. Yeah, and it's like literally life or death focus, yeah. you know. Whereas if you are snatching, clean and jerking, if you're hyper-focused for the entire session, you are not going to be very... No. Like, you're going to be so hyped up. Like I think there's this kind of this fatigue that can occur when you... Let's say that you're maxing that day, you know, and you're thinking about it all day. And it's... Um, like So we know that practicing movements in your head before you do them can increase your ability to do those movements you know yeah so i think there's this kind of um little bit of fatigue that comes about when you're thinking about maxing all day yeah you're at work you're doing your tax and then it comes back to the max you know you're, you're driving your car your thoughts drift and then you find yourself thinking about the max that's coming up you know <laughs> so that kind of focus is like detrimental like yeah. it's a negative to your action you know so i think it's a uh, there is it's very important to be economical with your yeah when your focus is going in and then be able to switch off from that focus you know yeah definitely so i think if you're so if you're an athlete who does most of their training or competing in the gym or if you're just somebody who who likes going to the gym or lifting weights or like basically being in that controlled environment i think if you're doing everything with a certain level of intensity or a certain level of focus it would be the same as you going and uh maxing everything every day so you'll have no no differences in intensity from day to day. And I think you lose a small bit of that sharpness that will come with uh, you having like obviously a requisite level of, of concentration that allows you to effectively do the training session and effectively carry out all the movements. But you don't need to be really focused when you're doing your side planks or you don't need to be super focused when you're sitting in a, if you're doing a calf stretch for three minutes you know it, it doesn't need to be balls to the wall red in the face focusing on your calf stretch and I think our ability to kind of undulate or, or increase and decrease our, our level of concentration and focus will actually give us a slightly higher peak when it comes to the the top set of squats um, or it comes to the one last really fast sprint you'll do before you finish your session because like there's obviously physical physical actions that happen in your body when you start to focus you know the, yeah. fight, the fight or flight isn't a, a, a phenomenon for no reason no. like there's actual hormones released when you enact the fight or flight response so when you're going for a heavy a max back squat like you better believe that that your body isn't thinking oh we're back squatting we're exercise this is for the gram your body's like <laughs> jesus there's something really fucking heavy yeah, um, yeah, yeah. it's gonna kill me so we need to focus for this so you you just can't come into the gym and start treating 60 kilos if you're trying to squat 360 no. kilos you can't treat that like it's uh like they're the same so you can treat the quality of movement the same obviously and you try and get them the exact but the level of hype you would have and the yeah. zone in on those is cannot be the same and that's what i think like like when you talk about the physical effects of the psychology you have at the moment like 
cortisol is something that like cortisol is more than likely to re or like a buildup of cortisol and then the factors following on from that is more than likely the reason you can't sleep when you're after training like joe or like joe these things have an effect on different areas of your life like stress we always say all stress from all areas all goes into the same silo at the end of the day or like it it all contributes to you being irritable not able to recover correctly not able to sleep overeating undereating all these things get contributed by it that stress could be you having a fight with your girlfriend or that stress could be you being ridiculously concentrated for three hours as you do your accessories on a Tuesday evening. Like for, so there's so many things affect your ability to focus in as well. So like if it's saying like if you had a fight with your girlfriend or, but you know that kind of mental fatigue you get from, let's say if you're working at a desk for eight hours a day. So obviously you're not expelling a lot of calories. You're not burning yeah. a lot of energy when you're sitting at your desk if you're an accountant or- Not my desk, bro. <laughs> you know that TikTok song where they're like, I work as an accountant, you know? No. Uh, I'll tell you later, it doesn't matter. People, <laughs> someone will get it here. They're like, it's like strippers and they're like, where do you work? And they're like, I work as an accountant. And they were like, where do you work? At a place where accountants work. <laughs> but you know, that, that mental fatigue you have, that kind of, your head is basically melting. Yeah. You know, that, that affects your ability to focus. And a huge one, obviously, your ability to focus is lack of sleep or yeah. massive amount of sleep hopefully you're getting so i'm a huge fan of getting good sleep and obviously it's not always possible but that's one of the that can kill your ability to focus yeah. in a session another thing could be how you perceive what's coming at you so if you think oh i got less sleep so if you normally get eight hours of sleep and you get seven hours of sleep and you're thinking jesus i'm not going to be as good today because i got seven hours of sleep and then it's very very possible that you could carry that into the session where you're like, only got seven hours sleep last night. This isn't going to be a good yeah, session. Yeah. So all you're thinking about is not focusing on your lifting or your training or your gym session, your pitch session. You're thinking, Jesus, I didn't get much sleep last night. So your ability to focus there. Or if you always have a banana and two scoops <laughs> of fucking Nutella before training, and then you only have it's a banana. Fatty. But like, if you don't have your things, you know, yeah, you've really, it, it can totally fuck up your ability to focus. Yeah. Like, and then that's on you then to be able to, decide am i gonna let this affect me is that something you normally do it's on you to then to decide make sure that you always have your pre-training whatever nutrition or that's yeah. where we talked about like your inter-workout snack that is it is it really needed or is it just a crutch or you know all those things can massively impact yeah. your ability to focus on a session it's funny so and like we've kind of touched on this a few times that people think like or we've definitely touched on it before but where everyone thinks being super focused is is like a really really positive thing you know mm -hmm. um it's the same as everything else being super focused is great if you need to be super focused at that time but like probably an interesting anecdote is that when michael phelps was going so like michael phelps is the most successful olympian in history or he might draw someone else in terms of gold medals um so he like a u.s swimmer had huge issues in terms of over focusing or over concentrating and getting this like paralysis through analysis and um, before he competed so what would happen is they do like oh they had a term on it but it would be like um obstructive maneuvers or things like this before he'd like on the day of the competition so they'd go and they'd rob his goggles from his gear bag and they'd hide them and then he'd be stressing about his goggles for 15, 20 minutes and then the goggles would show up again or they'd 
Um, if they were traveling, they might mix up travel plans and a bag mightn't arrive on time. This was stuff they did the whole way through his kind of competitive career where his coaching staff understood that as long as Michael was stressed about something else, he wouldn't be stressed and overthinking about the swimming. And then when he'd get in the pool, he'd be like, oh, I just got to fucking swim now. And it's grand. So like, it's not always more is better with the concentration stuff and the focus stuff. It's very much a thing of the right amount at the right time. And like the, another like, classic kind of example of that is if you look at like target shooters so like pistol shooters who are at an olympic level may not train for six months out of the year and it's because the level of concentration that kind of comes into that like they'll still shoot and they'll um do something similar to shooting where they have like high levels of concentration but they won't be using like the competition pistol or they might be doing something completely different nerf guns yeah (laughs) really good paintballers um but the level of concentration and like there's obviously a physiological side to that as well where they're holding a pistol with one hand and they hold it out at arm's length for fucking hours every day yeah. um, where your shoulders get really beat up. But the the kind of the cognitive toll that that takes on people to just being watching a tiny pin at the end of a barrel and waiting for that to stop moving for just long enough and then you break the shot. And so it is like you you have to keep an eye on certain concentration things Obviously, that's like there's no professional pistol shooters listening to that. But if you're somebody who has gone away and you've gotten like, say now you've gotten a program and you want to really work in your, let's just take a different example. You want to work in your deadlift. You have to understand that you're not going to be able to do all the usual things you do and then add in concentrating on your deadlift really, really hard for 10 weeks. It's just not going to be that simple. You You have to take away some of that concentration from other areas so you mightn't be able to go and sing with your archipelago group uh the barbershop cartoon, right? <laughs> you might be able to do that every tuesday and thursday now um or the quality might not be the same you mightn't hit those same harmonies but if you're concentrating super super hard on something other things are going to have to be sacrificed on the same way and then we have the opposite of negative facilitators we have positive facilitators so if you look at something like you can enact you can pick things that will positively impact your ability to focus for example like Adderall <laughs> I was going to say going to like a training camp yeah. so for example we saw Gabriel had a, a training camp in Romania at some very cool looking gym in the mountains it looked unreal yeah so like you at least go on training camps for that very reason like Miso goes to um, Uzbekistan for six yeah. months and he obviously has the facility um, and he's in Qatar and Doha like they have the perfect gym and everything he needs but there's a reason he goes to a different country because it feels like to him it's a different environment for him he's not at home relaxing anymore he's he's at work yeah. he's in a new place this is the workplace this new country that's the place for him to stimulate a new level of focus so for example if you went on that training camp with Gabriel or the ones we were hoping to have this year which yeah. obviously didn't end up happening the level of focus you would have had would be a lot higher because you know that you don't have to worry about your job, you've taken two weeks holidays off work or whatever or whatever it may be. So you've come to this new environment, you've facilitated this, and this new environment then facilitates you to be able to focus as much as possible. But it doesn't have to be that's the extreme example, you know, that's elite athletes. Yeah. But you could look at something like um making sure you got enough sleep. So you, you always get your eight hours sleep or whatever. So you're facilitating your ability to focus. You 
practice reframing before you train so you can go back and listen to one of their episodes we did on reframing i think we did a whole episode on framing didn't we yeah so you can you can practice framing and that will help you focus you can trust this is a very important one actually is trusting your program yeah. to no matter how stupid you think it is even if you know it's dumb if for whatever <laughs> reason you have to do it trust your program with the utmost so like trust it beyond trust it more than anything you've ever trusted like trust it more than your own mother like trust it so much believe you never trust your own mother <laughs> believe believe that this is the true path to what you need to do that is so important for training because if you truly believe in your program even if you're not too sure about it this will be so much more important than some nuances of the program because if you believe what it is you'll focus very intently on the task at hand because you think this is the best way and if you're serious about training and the assumption is that you are yeah then listening or sorry believing in this program as much as you do will hone in your focus more than ever because you'll take every single session so seriously you know yeah so like framing is obviously a very a very very good one changes in in environment or like any change in like stimulus can be a, a kind of good trigger to increase focus but training an environment can also decrease focus so if you're like if you're used to training at home in your shed and now suddenly you're training in like the university gym and there's like the person you really fancy is over there and like you're having a crack with the lads and like what all these things can negatively affect focus in that way i think another thing that will affect focus is have so like we're like broken records about having good plans having good like good long-term goals medium-term goals but having it set perfectly in your head what you're focusing on today is one of the most valuable things you can possibly do so like training at the moment if you're like a lot of people at the moment aren't going to be super goal driven they're probably just just getting back to training or they're kind of tipping away or they're in some way negatively impacted by this gigantic worldwide uh, pandemic that's going on and they mightn't be training in the usual place and like when you're in a in a phase of training where you're just kind of coasting like one of the most valuable things if you want to get this like ability to flick the switch um or like one of the most valuable things you can do is just pick something tiny if it's like uh, handstand holds against a wall can be something that you're just coasting away through the rest of your session. You do the session every day. You understand you need to do it to stay in shape. You understand you need to do it to be able to train heavy afterwards. Um, but just pick one thing every day that, or every session that's going to be like, this is my point of focus. During this time, I'm not scrolling Instagram in between sets. During this time, I'm not going to be like sipping on a water bottle. You know, you don't. It's just you sit in your bench, you do your sets. You think about them in between each set and then that's it. I have a great specific example of that Go lately. On. So remember when I was saying in, so the last training vlog I put up was number 11. Yeah. And I was saying I hadn't done much full snatch in a few days. Yeah. And I warm me up, it felt very, very shit. So all I said, remember I said, just think about going fast. So that's all I focused on and I ended up having a great snatch session. Yeah. That's a, that's a prime example. All I thought about, I literally thought about nothing else was just as fast as I can above the knee. That's yeah. the, that was the sole focus of those snatches. But if you look at your training vlogs, like, so for people who haven't watched them, Owen puts, like, full sessions on YouTube and he talks over the top of them and, like, you can see kind of what's going on. When you look at those videos and when you look at your training, it's very, very clear, like, within 30 seconds of watching the video, uh, everybody knows what the focus of today's session is. 
everyone knows that it's like heavy snatch doubles today. And then when you're talking about clean pulls, as you go through, you're like, ah, oh, some clean pulls. And yeah. at the end, Joe, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. or it's like, oh, I've heavy squats today. Um, the power snatch to parallels I was doing beforehand aren't really that important. I just got through them. You know, and it it should be like when you talk to a newbie who's just started training, mm-hmm. you'll always hear like, oh, I'm doing this. Yeah. And then I'm doing this. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm going to do this. That's and actually like, that is, everything is like the yeah. fucking best thing. Yeah. And it's always and like that's that's where you get so many people who just start and then they drop out like three months later. Yeah. Because everything is the biggest fucking thing in the world. Yeah. You know, going to hit chest today yeah. and it's going to be the best chest session ever. It's like, no, well, if you just did a moderately good chest session for the next eight months, mm-hmm. you'd be in much better shape than doing like a recreation of Arnold's final chest session or something like the last supper chest. Session. Yeah. 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 That's a great example actually that you don't have to be hyper-focused for something to be productive. No. Like you can do your 75% power snatch to parallels and have them to be incredibly productive. Like, and you don't have yeah. to focus. You can just go, okay, I'm just going to catch these, do these nice sets, warm up properly. That can be that's very important. Like Fitz is saying about the Nerf gun shooters, you know, you uh, the professional Nerf gun, Nerf gun shooters. You know? <laughs> it's a few gift. It's a few. You can't treat. You have to be very economical with your capital, your yeah. focus capital. Like you can't, you can't do your power clean and push press at fifty percent with the same focus you do. Yeah, with your heavy cleaning jerks, you know, you can't. It just it's not possible. It's not humans aren't capable of dispensing that much no. intensity all the time. And like I can think of. I can think of fucking loads of athletes over the years who I've knocked across in coaching or I've knocked across at competition or I've, Joe, they might have been in my gym for a while and you kind of, you meet them, they're super into it, they're really, really driven and then it's like, oh, this is great and then you're like, oh no, it's just going to be like the last person who was like this. Yeah. You know, like very, yeah. very, very rarely um, I can think of like a handful of exceptions to that rule where the first day I meet someone, they're like fucking sharks with laser beams on their heads, super focused, this is what they want to do. You know the fellow I'm talking about who was like that from day one and is still like that now. Is it good? Yeah. Who is it? Mouse. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, And like, he was like that from day one. I can think of a few more people... But the vast majority of the people, when they'd walk in on their first evening, yeah. they're like, I'm going to go to the CrossFit Games. You're yeah. like, all right, buddy, just do the warm-up, will you? That's in keeping. <laughs> but it's in, it's in keeping with people's personality, you, you know. Some yeah. people will fake it as such, you know. You may have um, some unique quirks to your ability to focus as well. So, like, Clarence has done this thing a few times now where he's done a heavy clean and jerk and then done these snatches <laughs> after and hit a PB snatch. So, now that's... An extreme quirk of focus. Yeah. But I'm just highlighting it, the fact that there is things, you know, before you get on the pitch. Yeah. You might like listen to Barbie Girl by fucking... Who sings Barbie Girl? Or Barbie Girl. So you might, before, you might like to sit in the toilet when the lads aren't listening, but on your speakers, you know. Yeah. And listen to that might be unique. You know. It looks fantastic. It's made of plastic. Yeah. Like there's just quirks (laughs) of your your psychology that you may need to figure out. Yeah. And rather than learn... Rather than not acknowledging that you're totally fucked up, you know? Yeah. Because you probably are, like, just acknowledge that this is useful for your ability to focus. Yeah. And as long as it's not, like, self-harm, <laughs> fucking run with it, you know, if that's something that yeah. helps you focus, you know? Just use those tools, like, as you exploit them for your athletic career, you know, and such. 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Exploit everything for your athletic career. The last thing I want to touch on is uh, just stimulants and their... Stimulants. Stimulants, like your Adderall, cocaine, <laughs> coffee, you know, the usual three we have. Methamphetamine. Here. Yeah, crack. Yeah. Um, whiskey. I know it's the opposite of depressants, but... So, I think there's two... There's two of your favourites. <laughs> crack and cocaine. <laughs> there's two things here, right? Yeah. Stimulants can help. Mm-hmm. Stimulants can also really, really fuck up concentration. I think they mostly fuck up concentration. Yeah. That, and I think everybody is like, oh man, I need to get a coffee and a monster before training. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you're already like, so in my opinion, right? Right. If you're at the level where you're feeling like you need stimulant, obviously, right? Physiologically, stimulants are incredibly useful in certain areas. Um, before that, certain performances, right? That's the key point there. Is yeah, that? physiologically there. Yeah. I think if you're psychologically in a place whereby you feel you need stimulants before a session or before a performance of some kind, mm-hmm. I think you're now... So psychology is the first thing that takes the hit when you're tired or stressed or anything like that. Obviously, there's physiological effects um, which are very significant, but it's the psychological effects are come before any of that. So if I finish the day's work and I'm fucking super stressed and I'm really tired because I didn't sleep well last night and I'm about to go training and I have like an important set of RDLs that I've been working towards for the last 10 weeks um, or it's the last, it's a test week of my training cycle and I'm saying, oh, I need to get a, I need to get a monster or something like that. Um, more than likely in those situations, you taking some sort of of stimulant isn't going to do you any good because you're, it will affect your ability to concentrate in such a way whereby the physiological effects are negated. I think if you're in a pretty good headspace and you say, okay, I'm, I can concentrate, I'll be able to turn on the switch myself, but now what else can I do to possibly push that to like the next level yeah i think that's the perfect time i think if it's a saturday morning you slept well last night you had a good week of training and you're going for a heavy saturday or big day saturday whatever and you're going to the gym everything is good i think by all means then take your stimulant um i think that the damaging fact is when you're trying to to drive a car that all four wheels are fucked on mm-hmm. and you just keep putting more petrol into the tank like it's probably not going to do any good it's like having a joint search beam and your ability to narrow in that search beam on a yeah. particular task and then adding coffee is like putting that search beam on a BOSU ball. Yeah. You know, and you're putting on a bigger BOSU ball and a more erratic one every time you drink coffee. I'd say, and I, I would say more often than not, stimulants make you worse at focusing. Yeah. And then the, like I said, the physiological benefits kind of outweigh the negatives you get from a stimulus or the, the negatives you get in your psychology from the stimulant. Yeah. Uh, so like most people are able to handle coffee, but for some people are perpetually sensitive to coffee, you know, or or, or crack. Like I, I think every time I do crack, <laughs> it just constantly gets me going. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, like that is a it's a very good point. Crack. <laughs> crack isn't a great performance at answer. No, but as an ergogenic aid, um, like some sort of like caffeine or some sort of stimulant like that. Um, I think people are often misguided when they use it. Yeah. Like, fuck it, if you're really tired going to a training session, the last thing you need to be doing is getting this real big drive on. Like, what you need to be doing is 
he's saying, okay, I'm tired. I need to pick my two or three things that I really need to concentrate on tonight. Besides that, I understand that I'm just here to get the work done and that this isn't going to be the most productive training session ever. This is a a proverbial ticking the box exercise and nothing else. Um, and I think like, yeah, we see it in like field sports or team sports a lot as well where um, due to injury or due to whatever, people are playing in non-ideal positions. So uh, somebody might be playing when they've played a game the week before or so, or like a few days before um, or somebody might be playing out of position. And to try and combat these things, they'll go for being super hyped. They'll go to try and take more like caffeine before a game whatever um i think in situations like that situations in situations like that where you're already biased in a negative direction mm-hmm. don't go for the fucking jacked 3d before you go onto the pitch yeah uh, just on a little example of focusing on a session yeah there's a young weightlifter with Team USA Jordan De La Cruz she's 49 and uh, she's a very good weightlifter she's clean yeah. jerking like she's like 18 not 49 she's a 49 <laughs> kilo lifter she clean jerking like 108 or something yeah. like that she, was, she talks about all she focuses on on session and warm up servicing is just good technique she doesn't yeah. worry about the weight so that's like a, another very specific example of what, a, what one athlete thinks about Yeah. she said she just thinks about Technique, technique. It's always about best technique, and you can see her technique is phenomenal. But in that's led on to is incredible weights she's lifting. You know, yeah. Um, she's like facilitating her best possible sessions. Yeah. and like we we there's loads of different ways you can divide up that those points of focus or that amount of focus capital like that you have. So like obviously she's talking about she's just going to concentrate on technique. She won't concentrate on anything else in any of the other lifts. We talked about it earlier where you just concentrate on just this lift. So it might just be your squats or it might just be your presses that you'll concentrate on. Everything else, you're just there to get the work done. Uh, And I think like obviously there's just certain sessions of the week you can concentrate on. There is loads of ways to divide it up. But you need to like, as you said earlier, find the thing that works for you and just stick to that. I think that's a great place to end. Do you fuck? So just to, uh, <laughs> a little plug in there at the end. So seekastrength.com for all your programming needs. Seek a press is out. Seek a rotating your back squat program. The best back squat program on the market. Yeah. We're look, I, I'm almost certain the average and we'll have to figure out someday. It's about 30 kilos for most people. Yeah. Is like the average squat. Um, The lowest we've ever, I've ever seen with anyone is 10 kilos that I know of. Um, and that's what a lot of people have done on front squats. Seek a pull is finished. We have finished the program. We're happy with it. We've argued enough about it. Uh, that will be out in when the next two weeks. So whenever you listen to this, we'll probably go up this week. So a week and a week and a bit after that. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for one-to-one coaching, it's not up on the website yet, but all you have to do is email us, uh, any form of, like, you know, we're fairly diverse in what we like to do. So it doesn't have to be just weightlifting or part of things. So if you're any kind of athlete or you need any kind of one-to-one coaching, send it, shoot us an email or DM. We'll set up a call with you and talk through what it is you need to do and you want to do. And if we can help you, we'll go from there. And then we have, so obviously we have our usual strength for fitness athletes. Um, we got our power of things, seek a weight of things, so our three continuous programs. Um, please, so obviously anyone listening to the podcast, you don't, so we, it's kind of for basically anyone on the program, but if you go to our Facebook group, let's go seek a strength page, go to groups, uh, it'll ask you to join, so it'll ask you your order number or what program you're currently running of ours. 
and just type that in. We'll add yeah. you to the group. So we'll be doing three times a week um, interactive sessions for feedback and your technique. Uh, that will be starting in the second week of October. And then, so obviously, as you know, if you follow the YouTube, we are going to be running Seek of Strength as a full-time company. So that is um, an exciting move for us. So we've been in business yeah. for over two years now, I think. But I mean, the concept came up, I suppose, two years ago, maybe a bit more. And uh, it's given us the opportunity to do a lot more things. So we will have a coaching mentorship program coming up. Yeah. So we'll be taking limited numbers, people of those. Very excited to do that. We will be specific programs for just snatching, specific programs for just cleaning. So this will be kind of aimed at people who are more than likely crossfitters or such. Yeah. And then we will have an in-season programs for our athletes. And then obviously our next launch of clothes is coming up. So that's just taking a little bit more time, as it always does. <laughs> and the, um, I think that's everything. That's it. it. Um, if you've oh, the last oh, thing, then if, oh, if there's something you want to hear podcasts on, oh yeah. So it's something that with the YouTube, um, we it, it's kind of quite organic because it just happens in the comments that people just pop in what they want or someone will uh, send us a DM. But pop us over a message if there's things you want to hear podcasts on, uh, because people always have questions. Yep. Uh, just send us a DM, and I thought of one thing there. Oh, so if you're on iTunes. It helps if you leave a review. So uh, obviously a five-star review and they, a comment. If it's if it's like a two and a half star, just don't bother leaving it. Just don't bother doing it. It's grand. Yeah, we'll we'll leave one for you. It's yeah, it sounds. But if, if not, if it is a five-star review, we would really appreciate that. And then a, a little comment of what you like. The accent is such a reoccurring. Yeah, what is it? I thought it a neutral accent. <laughs> 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 Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. How did that go?